as the rain and the snow comes down from heaven and do not return there but waters the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty. It shall not return to me empty. It shall not return to me empty. So it means the word of God is coming to carry out an assignment in my life, in your life. So there's the mission dimension of the word of God. There's the instruction dimension of the word of God. There's the mission dimension of the word of God. There's the instruction dimension of the word of God. People are so familiar with the instruction dimension. And it even reflects in their prayers. We have heard the word of the Lord. Oh God, may we be the doers and not just the hearers. But they forget that the bigger part is not the instruction dimension, but the word, the mission dimension. That God has sent his word. Psalm 107. He has sent his word to heal them and to deliver them. And God said, it will not come back to me void. Jesus articulating this also equally talked about the sower who went to sow and told us the different degrees of these places the seed fell. But at the end of the parable, he said, the sower is him, Jesus. And what he sowed, the seed is the word of God. So the word of God is a seed sent to you. It comes in form of thoughts. It comes in form of imagination. As we are sharing the word of God right now, some thoughts are hitting the chambers of your soul. Some are dropping and you are feeling freaked inside. You are touched. You feel convinced. You feel convicted. That's the seed being planted. It carries inside of it the healing element of God. It carries inside of it the deliverance element of God. And so you know we are formed from the dust. So we are earth. And so the seed is planted in the earth. And just as the earth will host every seed planted on it and give it all the necessary condition, the seed will sprout and begin to produce. Yes. Likewise, so when you receive the word of God, you must behave like the earth. You must keep the seed. You must keep it. If you lose it, it will not produce. But if you keep it like the earth and then water it consciously, what happens? The seed of the word will develop will start producing in your life. And that's the mission dimension that God wants us to understand. Yes, in as much as we are so much interested in the instruction dimension, may we equally, you know, allow ourselves to give into the mission dimension because the mission dimension of the world is the greater dimension. Let it be done to me, like Mary, according to your word. He has sent that word. And that word must carry out its assignment. So God has done his own part. We must do our part to host the word, to keep it. Keep it in your mind. Keep it in your mind. Remember it. Memorize it. Pray with it. Stay with it. Don't allow your mind to skip from it. Because once your mind cannot host it any longer, it loses its mission dimension. Amen. The word must take flesh. And just as every seed planted in the earth must die 
The word must take flesh in you to the point that it must die in you. Meaning that it must take flesh and mingle with you. It must allow it to decay. It must host it until it decays. Then give it another necessary condition. Yes, if you don't keep it long, it will not grow. Then when it decays, it begins to unleash what is inside the seed of the world. The spirit of God is in it. The very life of the world of, of, of God is in it. Then when it's discharged into your, into your spirit, man, it goes and begins to affect things, causing changes in your life. That's why the Bible says the word of God is like a double-edged sword that costs, it has a bit to cut things. You don't see it, but it's there. If it doesn't there, Paul won't even describe it. He's sword in the spirit. That this world is a sword in the spirit. It has a cutting dimension. No one ever fears the world. Because when it comes with this sword kind of, a, you know, features, it can slay, it can kill, it can destroy. But for those who host it in love, it's a blessing unto them. And God is saying, I'm determined to bless you. I'm determined to prosper you. I'm determined to sanctify you. So my word towards you will not come back to me void. So what is your stand? This is what triggers faith in your heart and says, it must happen to me according to what God says. My situation will not dominate me. My circumstances will not dominate me. If God says I'm blessed, circumstances listen to me. I stick to what God says. I'm not subscribing to what you are eluding in my life. This is how you will fight the good fight of faith. They say you are dying. You say I cannot die. God said I'm alive. And if God says it, what he says stands. That's how you bring yourself under the government of the world. You insist and say what God says is what must happen in my life. You don't become a weakling in that dimension. No. You insist it must be what God says. What did God say? So that's why you have to get familiar with what God says. Live by it every day. Pursue it every day. Meditate on it. Neuter it. Let it garrison your heart. Let it dominate your thoughts. Every day you remind yourself. And that's why you see the hallelujah acclamation. What this says? He says, Man shall not live by bread alone. Let this, you know, strike your mind with some level of heaviness. You don't live by bread alone. We eat three times a day, morning, afternoon, night. We don't consider even in between meals. We drink, we eat this one, we eat snacks, and all that. And it says, man shall not live by it alone. It's meaning there is another substance that must sustain your life, which is what the word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So if we eat ordinary food three times a day, how many times should we seek the face of the word of God? Three, more than three times. This book of the Lord, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, shall not depart from thy mouth. On it, it shall meditate day and night. Then it shall make you prosperous. There is power in the world. I have come to a point in my life where I said, Lord, whatever is not written about me in the scripture will never happen to me. I live by your word. I will live by what you say. The word of God is the government of God. You must insist that it's the government of God that must be made manifest in your life. When there's an intrusion, you have what it takes to resist and say, no, this is not according to what is written. I resist it. I reject it. And then by prayer, you can exercise your faith 
when sadness comes and gathers into your heart, you say, I refuse to be sad because the joy of the Lord is my strength. God has given me joy. Hey, 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 hey. Life is battle. You don't see that nothing happens to you. Nothing happens free. If you don't seek what you want, nothing comes free. You must pursue it and insist on it until it happens in your life. You don't wake up and say, ah, today I don't understand myself. You must understand yourself. If you don't understand yourself, then you will be made to market things you don't understand. But when you understand yourself, you know what you want. Every day is a day of match. Every day you must be under the ambience of the world. That's why we keep saying, hey, wake up. Wake up. Your peace is in the world. Your health is in your world. Your victory is in the world. That's where God has abode himself. And he's looking for anyone who will come. If you come to the world, he will bless you. He will insist on his word. Because in heaven, the only thing, all the angels, all the thrones, all the cherubims, the seraphim, all the, all the angels in heaven and saints, what are they doing? They are adoring the word that is exalted above his name. And Jesus brought it to our Father prayer. Let your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Anything outside the will of God should not happen to my life. You insist that only what is settled in heaven should settle in my life on earth here. If you don't insist and fight for it, the devil brings his own government. And Jesus has told his profile. He has come to do what? To kill, to steal, and to destroy. So receive strength in your faith. Receive strength in your, in your spirituality of Christ. Receive wisdom. Receive understanding. Don't sit down and wait for things to happen. Pursue things you want to happen in your life. And then with faith and with working with the Lord in grace, the Spirit of God will honor your faith and bless you. Today we pray for our families. We pray for ourselves. We pray for all as many who are connected to us that the only thing that will happen in their life is what God has written. Whatever is not of God should not prevail in their life in the name of Jesus Christ. We shall walk by the word of God. Our hearts will listen to God's instruction. We will not be rebellious. We will not transgress. Make up your mind to that. Say, I refuse to sin. I have sinned enough. I mean, I mean it. I mean, I have sinned enough. I will sin again. Come on. Every time I'm weak. No, it's time to be strong. I refuse to sin today. I refuse to yield to any negativity. Negative thought, anger, whatever. I refuse. My heart to be full of joy today. Devil, your marketing today will not have any sway in my life. This is how you insist. And the grace of God that is faithful in our lives will lead us day by day from glory to glory through Christ our Lord.